I'm Robert Therrell. I'm Chase Bridges. And we both want to be screenwriters. So listen along as we find out how. Each week, we'll outline a new short film. And maybe even write some of our favorites. This is Written By. Welcome back to Written by Podcast, the number one podcast in the world. It has everything to do with us. It's everything to do with us. It has everything to do with us. Elvis, why need to fly? I haven't seen the movie. I've seen I a like, lot of the that? tweets. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I did see the Elvis movie, and I loved it. Um, Dude, I can't. A lot of people have been comparing it to Speed Racer. It, yeah, which dude, is it why is. I need to see this now. It, it's like the, you, the opening sequence of this movie is like, you're like, what? Is this even a biopic? So good, man. Dude, I'm, I'm all of a sudden very pumped for a movie I wasn't beforehand. Oh, yeah. man. I've been, ever since I saw the first trailer, I was like, I need to see this. The second I, I saw uh, that part of the trailer where he goes, it has everything to do with us. <laughs> I was sold, man. I was like, are you kidding me? And then when that happened in the movie, I lost my mind in the theater. Nobody, it was me, my girlfriend, and then a bunch of 70-year-old dudes. <laughs> but I had a blast in that movie. Nice. We you saw s- the black phone. I was about to say. Man, that, I need that's to see a that good movie. Too. That's a good movie. Ethan Hawke's on a, a bit of a comeback right now, ain't he? Yeah, I mean, man, Ethan Hawke never left. Y'all just yeah. stop paying attention. <laughs> Y'all just stop paying attention to my boy. <laughs> my boy. You- His daughter is on Stranger Things, which I think is super cool. I know, yeah. Um, super talented family. Right, yeah. There's, man, there's one, it was a TED talk, it's like a TED mini thing they did during the lockdown Mm. where he's just talking about art and it's like this little 20 minute pep talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just, it gets you pumped up. I need to watch that. so passionate about. I need to watch that, man. I'll send it to you. I've just, I've gone through a period, let's talk about us for a second, guys. Uh, (laughs) I've gone through kind of like there was a period of like I graduated college and then immediately was like I need to figure out money stuff. Mm-hmm. But I finally like calmed down a little bit like everything's cool. And I've been able to actually uh work on creative stuff again, I feel like. Cuz uh, you know, we've been working on creative stuff like we did yeah. Trouble Date and I've been doing we've been doing tons of stuff we've written by. I I I can't stress enough how in love I am with written by and how much I want it to grow. Um, and then, you know, church stories and everything. I've been doing creative stuff, but then like yesterday I sat down and just started working on the book I've been writing for the past year. And I was like, oh, I can. And I, like, I sat there and I, I, re, I realized my pacing was way off. And so I had just sticky notes and I was able to rework kind of like some of the act breaks. And it was just like, oh, this is nice. Every, everything's okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's yeah. nice. Yeah. I'm about to be in a phase where I have to worry about money stuff again. So I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, so is that I'm, something you talk about on here? Maybe. I don't know. I'm just, I've been in a space where I've been doing a lot of work for a lot of other people. And I think it's time to bet on myself. Yeah. But as, yes. as, as I'm like thinking about it more, I don't, I don't know what that looks like. Because the one like singular goal I've had for so long is to make feature films. Yeah. And 
most directors on average make their first feature when they're in their 30s and the more i've been doing short films recently the more i'm starting to feel oh that sounds about right yeah that sounds about yeah i have a few more kinks i want to iron out before i do the first feature so if i'm not going to like immediately be doing the thing i want then like what what else do I do? What else looks yeah, that's fair. good to me? Yeah, that's fair. So is that what you're trying to figure out? Or are you just like, I'm going to stick with what I'm doing for right now? I don't know. I could only stick with what I'm doing for so long before, yeah, before that becomes, you know, my career. Mm. And that's what I'm doing. Because, like, the more I do what I'm doing now, the less I'm learning about other things. That yeah, I, I got you. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just... I've never been great at making money in creative stuff because I'm like, I want to do the creative thing that doesn't pay a whole lot. Amen. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I believe in you. I, I think, I think uh, whatever you want to do, you'll do it because you're mad talented, man. And uh, yeah. Appreciate that. Not as yeah. great as a, te- a TED Talk as Ethan Hawke gives. I but, mean, yeah. Nah, it, <laughs> I mean it. <laughs> and Ethan Hawke, he was talking about, man, the average person on the average day, they don't think about poetry. They're like, poetry, what's that? Who we, knows? We've talked about this. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. the moment you lose a loved one, you get broken up with, all of a sudden, someone reads a poem at the funeral just, and it hits you it hits and that you. like makes your life. And that's what we do this for. Nobody's thinking about Robert that's Frost why, till yeah. shit hits the face. That's why I have <laughs> such a hard time making, making reels for businesses. It's like, what? <laughs> hey, for real. I mean, I, I did some work. I can talk, but no one's going to listen to this. I did some work, uh, for like a, a government kind of thing. And, as I was shooting it, I had to do it all by myself. I shot it by myself in like a vlog style. I was doing the edits and everything and I was doing like voiceover and it was like, it was my like, oh guys, it's me, I'm Chase Bridges. We're going down here and we're gonna take blah, blah, blah. And, and as I was doing it, I was like, oh, this is so embarrassing. Uh-huh. Like I hope no one sees this. It was paid really well and, yeah. and I'm doing the edits and I'm just like, I hope no one ever sees any of yeah. this. I mean. We are all in a boat where we have to do stuff <laughs> we don't want to do to get paid. But yeah, man, on a real being real, though, there people in my life or people in my friend's life. There have been a lot of people around my age mm-hmm. that have been dying. Like, oh. yeah, yeah, several people I used to hang out with or other people I know used to just I don't know. It's it's. Maybe it's just getting late 20s, but it's really starting to feel like, hey, none of this is guaranteed. No, Life no. is short. So like, yeah, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to pass away. The last thing I was doing was being like, hey, here's, here's this BS social media content. Yeah. And if you die, I have to edit Trouble Date and no one wants that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. We would play it at your funeral. Yeah. I'd be like, Robert would want this. Uh-huh. And they'd be like, this has nothing to do with us. It's like, it has everything to do it with us. It has everything to do with us. You were waiting to bring that back. <laughs> I'd say it a million times a day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, today is Rival Pitches. Hey, we did a little bit of a longer intro this week. I think that's important. It's cool. Man, every time I listen to a podcast and they get real like that, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is what this, I'm here for. This is the good stuff. There's one or two podcasts I follow. I don't listen to them every day, but every mm-hmm. once in a while, you'll see in the description they're doing an episode like that, and that's what I tune in. Oh, heck yeah, man. 
I, I'm gonna keep on. I'm, we're, we're still going with the intro. Yeah. Uh, guys, sometimes it's nice to just talk. Um, the podcasts I listen to, I always thought, I always kind of had the mindset of like, if you don't have guests, yeah. like that's you have to have guests. Uh, but there's this, uh, the Try Guys have a podcast that I like to listen to, and when they have a guest, it ruins the show. There are there are a few like that, yeah. And then uh, we have some people in the Church Stories Discord who's always like, yeah, I don't really like it when you guys have guests. I'd rather just you guys hang that, out. That Man, I remember the craziest thing was right after Shama, like his Instagram really started popping, they were getting like a bunch of bigger guests. Yeah, I know you're and talking then, about that. Yeah, yeah, and I remember Shama was like, we're actually stepping back on that. Because if you look at, we got all these really big guests with big followings. Our bo- their most popular episodes are still they're just the ones with our friends. They're the pastor yeah. puppet one. You, Abby, me, my girlfriend, P's yeah. girlfriend. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. Those are the ones people liked more. And I think it has to do with comfort. Yeah, I, I think I don't know. I think written by. I think we have a good mix. Yeah, because when a guest comes on, is is usually one of our friends, and we're making something fun. And this week, we're making a Jurassic Park movie. Yes, huh? the the franchise that everyone knows and loves. The franchise that Jeff they uh, that they blew Chris up Pratt. after the first one. Yep. <laughs> they made one good one and then <laughs> followed it up with five not yeah. as good ones. So we uh, we've stated several times that we wanted to do more listener suggestions for rival pitches. Someone sent in an email and said, "Hey, you should do." J- dinosaurs but not jurassic park and we were like let's do jurassic park <laughs> yeah we need we want the brand recognition we want the yeah no for sure we want the seo of <laughs> the, the seo of the name yeah no 100 <laughs> um that's how this show grows i on. watched the first jurassic park today oh, nice. i'd seen it before but it's been a few years and so i was like i couldn't think of an idea for this so i watched the movie uh-huh. uh jeff goldblum is just a treat man, man. yeah uh, and then, uh, yeah, you're going first this week, though. Yeah, yeah. Which is good. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so I've only seen the first of each trilogy. So I've seen yep. the OG Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic World. Yep, me too. None of the sequels. None at all. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page. We're working with the same logic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess jumping into mine, I was trying to think of where to take it because... Well, first of all, we had the the question: Are we doing a reboot? Are we doing a continuation, or whatever? Yeah, I kind of landed in a zone where it's kind of both, where it takes place in the world as it was left in this most recent Jurassic Park, but also it's like all new characters, all new scenario, whatever. So okay. nice. Obviously, first Jurassic Park classic. It's the story of scientists that are able to reconstruct the DNA and grow their own dinosaurs and they make an amusement park around Mm -hmm. them and everything goes awry. And that trilogy lasted for as long as it did. Then we rebooted it and the whole premise of Jurassic World 
It's just kind of, oops, we did it again. <laughs> they yeah. build a bigger theme park with more dinosaurs <laughs> and they escape again. He's like, dang it, oops. I had a, a similar thought. I was like, how do I do something different with it? Exactly. Yeah. So from my understanding, again, I haven't actually seen all these movies, but I've seen the the trailers and people talk about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. It looks like in these most recent Jurassic World movies and the Jurassic World sequels, the dinosaurs kind of escape the island. And uh. it it looks like, you know, I saw like a like a raptor and Chris Pratt chasing it on a motorcycle in some city or something. It looks like the dinosaurs got out and they're on a mission to like okay. catch the dinosaurs back or whatever. So I'm going off the premise that when the last when Jurassic World kind of failed dinosaurs got out Mm -hmm. and all these scientists and people had to capture the dinosaurs and bring them back but there are a few still left out there in the world floating around oh okay that's fun yeah so jurassic earth (laughs) that's the title i got i actually i got a a solid title i got a solid okay okay. my bad my bad (laughs) so (laughs) This movie follows four friends. Uh, I named them Carly, Megan, Jack, and TJ. So they are four kids that have just graduated high school. This is taking place in the summer before they all go to college. And they're all going their separate ways. None of them are going to the same school or whatever. So this is the last summer this core group of friends is really getting to spend together. Jack is kind of the cool guy. He's the group leader. His girlfriend is Megan. They date each other, and they're planning on, you know, maintaining the relationship long distance while they're at school. Then we got Carly, who's kind of an artsy girl, and TJ, who's a bit bit nerdy or whatever. And TJ kind of has a crush on Carly, but hasn't told her at all. And he's starting to think maybe he should, but maybe also, you know, I'm about to meet, meet a bunch of new people at school. Maybe I shouldn't, whatever. So there's a whole kind of will they, won't they dynamic going on nice, with solid. those two. Anyway, it's the last weekend before the first one of them leaves for school and the group is broken forever. Or, yeah. you know, how it feels when you're, yeah, <laughs> you're that Yeah, it's age. the last hurrah. Yeah. So TJ, he is studying. He's gotten into a really good Ivy League school. He's studying to be a biologist. And he wants to study dinosaurs. And of course, you know, biologists are studying dinosaurs now because they're alive and everything. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) he's not a paleontologist, y'all. Those are their bones. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're right. Yeah. That that was a good look. Uh Good catch. And he's been inspired <laughs> to study the dinosaurs because he actually, he lost his dad at Jurassic <gasps> World. <laughs> oh, he was yeah. in the crowd. You know, he was, he was like a background extra in that scene where the woman like gets snatched up by, by the, the dino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, in, he's in the background somewhere <laughs> screaming during that. <laughs> nice. And anyway, Jack is like, hey, I got a really great spot. We need to check out. I'm not going to tell y'all. It's a surprise. But I got a cool spot. Oh, no. So I forgot to mention, uh, this takes place in the South. Takes place in South Carolina. Nice. And kind of, I'm basing it off of kind of where we're at in Greenville, which is, you know, it's a fairly populated city or whatever. It has some stuff. But we're about an hour, hour and a half away, easy from, like, the deep 
country. Right. Yeah, just nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're driving about an hour and a half just in the middle of nowhere in the woods, in the country. And I'm like, where is this place? And then they're driving up. And what we see is it's a really sketchy redneck run zoo in the vein of Tiger King. <laughs> Dang it. How did I not think of Tiger King? God, that's good. Yeah, so it's... Oh, man, that's Instead solid. of Joe Exotic, we got this dude Tucker. He's an old Southern dude with cut-off denim shorts, loose, dirty tank top with man. an American flag on it. He's got a goatee and a ponytail, and he's just walking <laughs> around showing everyone his just random assortment of wild animals. He's got a tiger. He's got little lion cub, a bunch of like weird birds or whatever. Yeah. And so they're all visiting this really run down, really sketchy looking zoo. There's just a bunch of metal cages or whatever. <laughs> the Joe Exotic, man, that's, yeah. that's good stuff. Yeah. And so they're looking around this place. They're some of the only people there. There are a few stragglers wandering around. There are enough people that Tucker is making conversation with them or whatever. And then that's when TJ takes Tucker aside and is like, I think we're ready. And then Tucker's like, all right, you're, you're the special customer, I guess. And it's like, yeah, we talked about this before. But anyway, they go to a secret room kind of towards the back of the zoo, which leads to a little outdoor secluded location. And there's a cage inside and there's a raptor there. Oh, snap. Yes. Old, old Tucker, he managed to capture one of the dinosaurs that was roaming Just the free. earth. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't captured. And of course, owning a dinosaur is illegal. super illegal oh, yeah. right now. Oh yeah, big legal, yeah. illegal. Uh, but he's you know he's making money off this dinosaur on the low. And of course, he was able to like calm it down because he's used to working with other wild animals. So I guess that knowledge just kind of carried over to nice. raptors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Exactly. <laughs> also, somewhere in here, we need to have a joke. I think TJ knows a lot about dinosaurs. Scientists essentially just don't believe raptors looked like what we think raptors look like. Like feathers? Yeah, they were basically... It's almost the consensus that raptors were basically chickens. They like they had feathers, and they also weren't tall. They were very small. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Even though the like the fossils... Yeah, yeah, that's the maybe there are one or two big ones, but I'll I listen to a whole podcast. I'll listen to it again later. Yeah, <laughs> text me the info about okay. that because that's really interesting. Yeah, <laughs> so there's chickens, but they were deadly chickens or just chickens. Would, well, okay, if you <laughs> off the pitch for a second, if you <laughs> if you look at just the bones of a chicken, they it look looks very terrifying. ferocious, and it looks like <laughs> they have sharp talons. Where really it's just. It's just how their bones move to oh, flap wow. their wigs. Huh. We're learning today, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Jack is making TJ's day because he's always wanted to study dinosaurs. But of course, he hasn't been up close to a dinosaur before. It's just like his parting gift to TJ is he gets to actually walk up to a dinosaur. And then Tucker's like, hey, I'll, I'll let you inside. Don't worry. He's harmless or whatever. Oh, no. Yeah. And anyway, he... he Tucker approaches the raptor first, and he, he holds his hand out just like how Chris Pratt has always seen doing it yeah. in Jurassic World. And he's like, yeah, just do this. The, the, the raptors love it when you do this. Just <laughs> hold their hands out like this. 
Anyway, the, the raptor's cooperating. The raptor has a name. I forgot to name it, but of course it has a little endearing name. I don't, mm, um, uh, Gigi. Gigi, yeah. 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 <laughs> Gigi's calmed down. TJ gets to walk up, like pet it stout or whatever, look at it. He's fascinated by it. It's a really cool moment. But then we hear this really weird call in the distance. It sounds like another dinosaur. And they don't know what it is. But all of a sudden, Gigi starts to go haywire. Oh, no. can't look away from it. He's all of a sudden running around trying to get out of the enclosure. And Tucker doesn't know what to do. He's like, hey, calm down, baby Gigi. Calm down, baby Gigi. Look, I'm holding my hands out like this. Come on, baby Gigi. (laughs) That's the magic trick. Yeah. (laughs) He's not having it. Gigi manages to to slice through the enclosure and gets out and starts running into the woods. And of course there, there's still a few people around in the zoo and Gigi starts to go crazy and he's like slashing at people. Oh no. And a dude gets hurt really bad. And then she runs off into the woods. And then the, what was his name? Tucker. Yeah. Tucker's like, I will never financially recover. <laughs> I will from never this. financially <laughs> recover from this raptor attack. <laughs> But anyway, we hear this call, and they're like, we don't know what this is. This is another dinosaur or whatever. But Gigi is going crazy. Gigi ends up just causing mayhem, wrecks the whole zoo, and gets to the cars and is, like, slashing at the doors and the tires and everything. Anyway, all the cars, they aren't working. They can't get out. And Mm. so basically the crux of this movie is it's these four high schoolers and... Tucker and they're trapped in the woods in the middle of nowhere. They got no cell reception, no vehicles, and they have to escape with a rabid dinosaur on the loose in the woods. So it's like a it's a thriller, almost horror slasher inspired thing where yeah, the main villain is this crazed raptor. I'm taking a lot of inspiration from the trailers I've seen for this new Predator movie because mm. it kind of seems to have a similar vibe. Yeah, where, yeah. yeah, it's just... It's a monster on the loose, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Basically, like, what the rest of the movie would be is the four high schoolers and Tucker, like, having to work out their own, own issues or whatever while they're yeah. also <laughs> trying to escape this dinosaur and the dinosaur is getting closer or whatever. And they're also trying to solve the mystery of what what made this raptor snap like that? Because Tucker's like, I've never seen it act that way before. What was the noise? I need to know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what ends up happening at the midpoint, they see Gigi. Gigi's going crazy. And they're trying to get him to calm down. And they think they have him cornered. And they come up with a plan to corner him, Mm. capture him with a makeshift net or whatever. But then right when they're about to put the net on him, uh, a gunshot goes through and it hits Tucker. <sighs> no! And then Tucker dies. And then the raptor runs away and it like slashes Megan as it's running away. No. Where did that's the gunshot see, come from? We see a new character. We see there's a really big dude with a gray goatee and a cowboy hat. This is, this is Rickman. <laughs> Rickman, they like to Rick call him Mr. Rickman. <laughs> but anyway, he's a he dinosaur is, hunter. Yes, he is a dino, he is a for-profit dinosaur How hunter. I did not think of that, man. Basically so a, a dinosaur bounty hunter. Yes. He's trying to round up all the loose dinosaurs around the country and sell them overseas for a massive profit. Oh man, 
of course, so the dinosaur trade, super illegal, super profitable. Super lucrative. Yep. And anyway, he's the one that's had this machine that calls the dinosaur that makes it go crazy. Oh, snap. And, like a dog whistle. Yeah. And so now all these kids have seen Rick Man take the dinosaur He's like, I can't take any chances leaving y'all alive. So now they got to escape through the woods with Rick Man on their tail. Oh, snap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and essentially all the teens are working through their issues. We find out that uh, Jack and, yeah, it was Jack and Megan that, mm-hmm. were, that were planning on keeping their relationship. Megan was low-key planning on breaking up with Jack this whole summer, but couldn't muster up the courage oh, to no. do it. But now she's gotten so, attacked by so a dinosaur. that comes out, yeah, now that she's <laughs> all that. And, of course, there's still tension between TJ and Carly. Well, they won't they or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, what we're leading to in the final moments of this film would be the raptor it's smarter than all the rest of these animals because mm-hmm. that's that's what's established throughout the whole Jurassic Park universe is the raptors are the smartest dinosaurs. They're the hardest ones to catch. Yeah. They're the scariest or whatever. Rick Man still hasn't caught Gigi. Oh, snap. But he, he gets close. He almost gets Gigi into his truck. And anyway, we see in the truck, there are a bunch of dinosaurs in cages. And Gigi sneaks in. And she's smart enough to get the dinosaurs free. So How now big just, is this truck? I mean, I figure, I figure a good something between like an F one fifty and an eighteen wheel or whatever that thing's called. Like what the military would use, you could fit a few Raptors in okay, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah word. <laughs> Nothing big like a Stegosaurus or a T Rex. <laughs> I was about to but, say that's a big truck. I got what you're saying. Yeah, the yeah. smaller ones. Yeah. But anyway, now there's a ton of dinosaurs loose. And <laughs> I think the final plan that the teens come up with is there's still a whole zoo with a bunch of other wild exotic animals, including lions and tigers. And, and bears. So like, hey, oh, my. We're going to corral all of the animals in the zoo to fight the dinosaurs. And so you get... <laughs> An epic battle between dinosaurs and lions and tigers. Uh, if anyone has seen the movie RRR, the big... Uh, the big Bollywood it, action film. Yeah, Bollywood or whatever. Yeah. But there, there's a similar scene where there are a bunch of animals that are weaponized. And That's it's a crazy. really cool action scene. So that would be the climax scene. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the end, I think we would lose Jack. I think Jack would sacrifice himself. And, oh, uh, man. TJ and Carly would get back together and they would manage to defeat Rickman and Gigi the Raptor would go on to live a cool life in the woods because she's smart enough not to get captured and then the feds would come in and round up the rest of the, the dinosaurs. That's really and good. And of course the working title would be Jurassic Trailer Park. Oh, man. Ah, oh, dude, that's just too good. Jurassic t- Trailer Park. God. This feels like one of those, um, you know, there was that like era where every time a popular movie would come out, like Twilight or The Hunger Games, they would make a parody movie. Yeah. Jurassic Trailer Park feels like, <laughs> like one of those. That's so yeah. fun, man. Yeah. 
And yeah, I did. I didn't do a whole lot of character work this week. I was mostly just coasted off vibes for this pitch. But I do think the central concept of instead of trying to make a whole big franchise movie again, let's again let's do what they're doing with the new Predator movie. We'll make a smaller movie attached to the franchise just for streaming yeah. that the people that are into that type of thing can be into. Can and be like, yeah, this is a critical success and everyone's going to stream it. And yeah, just the vibe of of a slasher movie, but instead of the slasher being an evil person or it's whatever, a dinosaur. it's a dinosaur. I have one note, one idea. Yeah. The the dinosaur hunter, uh-huh. Rick Rickman, or was that what his name yeah. was? He also has a reality show <laughs> called Dinosaur <laughs> Hunter. <laughs> And like, and so he the whole time he's doing this, he's doing it like with his camera guy. Well, you can't broadcast it. He's it's so illegal. You got... Hey, man, you ever seen the show Moonshiners? <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, it's a uh, it's Jurassic Park meets Tiger King. So funny. meets like Halloween or something. Jurassic Trailer Park. Jeez, man, that is too good of a name. Yeah. And also, we still we still get to keep what made the first Jurassic Park great is the the theme of whoa. There's a theme park where there are dinosaurs, but without the logical problem of why did they do this again? It's this just, time yeah. it's very. And also, I think you really nailed kind of the because I just watched the first one again today. Yeah. You kind of nailed like one of the central themes of like it was human error. Yeah, humans being selfish is what causes all the problems. Yeah, like in the first one, it's that dude trying to steal the embryos to that other life, which leads yeah. to everything malfunctioning. In yours, it's uh, it's that guy trying to steal dinosaurs and make a profit that yeah. causes the whole thing to get. I think that I think yeah yeah I think it it stays true to the original. Yeah, there's a lot of animal rights themes that could be explored. Yeah, and. Yeah, I would have explored them, but it it came down to really, I had a choice today. I could do more work on the pitch or edit our short film. <laughs> yeah, well, and also, I mean, when we do these rival pitches, it's like we're just pitching the movie. We don't we don't have to know everything. We're not writing the thing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I also wrote a horror. Nice. Uh, slasher kind of horror. Yeah. I I I really doubled down with the horror though. Nice. I mean. I think I think that's baked into Jurassic Park, especially from the first. It's I remember, scary. yeah, when I was a kid and saw Jurassic Park for the first time, that was the scariest movie I had seen at that point. Mm-hmm. And even like I had seen like Raiders of the Lost Ark has some gruesome scenes in it or whatever, but Jurassic Park is really it is structured and shot Series, like horror. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think I mean that was my mindset. I was watching. I was like, how do I do this? It, it's very like Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Big action, and I'm like, how do you do this different, but but still stay true? So I did horror movie. <clears throat> we open. So it's a group of college students. We both of our pitches are very similar. Okay, nice. <laughs> we have a group of college students, uh, and they're standing together in an airport. There's about fifty students. They've got their bags and everything, and in front of them is their professor. 
the professor has like a clipboard and he's like going through. He's like, okay, guys, just a reminder. Uh, we are not all going to be seated beside someone else from our university. There are regular people on this flight. Please be courteous to any passengers that aren't with the school. We want to, you know, look good for the university. We're representing, uh, you know, <laughs> that spiel that we yeah. all got when everyone on trips. And uh, we see one of the students, his name's Steven. And uh, he kind of has his AirPods in. He's not paying attention. It's obvious he doesn't want to be here. Whatever school trip this is, he's not a part of it. He doesn't want to be a part of it. Um, he's just kind of there vibing. And a girl in the class taps him on the shoulder, and he takes his AirPods out, and he's like, what? And she's like, oh, sorry, I just uh, your water bottle is leaking a little bit. And he looks up the ground, and, and it's spilling out a little bit, and he's like, oh, thanks. Uh, and, he, and so he's trying to fix the water bottle, and, and then we hear the announcement for the plane to start boarding. I've been on a plane. <laughs> I know how it works. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we, we follow Steven onto the plane. He sits down. The girl that sits beside him on the flight is actually the girl that tapped him on the shoulder and told him about the water bottle. Her name's Chelsea, and uh, she's very beautiful, obviously a popular person. Um, they're just kind of talking back and forth as they're waiting for the plane to talk, uh, take off. This is where we learn about the trip and about them. Uh, we learned that the trip is a mission trip to Costa Rica. Oh. Uh, it's nice. a Christian university. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Chelsea is super excited. Like, she's very, like, into it. Very, like, um, she's the kind that when they get there, she's probably going to get dreadlocks. <laughs> but she's very nice. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, they're talking back and forth. We learned that Stephen actually, she says something along the lines like, oh, you don't strike me as the kind of person that would you know want to come on this and he was like oh well actually he got in a lot of trouble and his options were he was going to get kicked out of the school or he could go on this mission trip and so he chose to go on the mission trip um after their conversation or whatever chelsea just kind of is like okay well and she starts talking to her friend who's on the other aisle uh and kind of ignores him and it's like a little awkward like a little bit spider-man toby mcguire mary jane watson yeah. in the first one with toby mcguire uh, where she's not rude, but it's just kind of uncomfortable. So he puts his AirPods back in. He's b back listening to music. And he kind of starts drifting off, and he closes his eyes, and he is woken up. Everyone's panicking. The plane is going down. People are screaming. Chelsea, the girl beside him, is crying and 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 trying to call her family. And, and all of this has happened so quickly. Steven's AirPods, like he didn't know anything was going on. He, he looks out the window and he just sees the water. And it's happening so fast and it's just boom. And it's just immediate chaos. And this is all just flashes. We're just seeing flashes. Everything's happening so quickly. Um, we're seeing water and, and everyone's screaming. And, and, and uh, quick moments, uh, Steven's alive. We're seeing everything through Stephen's point of view. People are yelling. He sees his professor's body floating uh, beside him. He he throws up. His head is killing him. All of this stuff is happening. Just moment, 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 moment. And then, boom, it's daylight. There's about six people on the shore of this island. Stephen, Chelsea, they're both alive. There's a random passenger who's not a part of the trip. And then there's three other students. Um, some of, most of them are crying, freaking out over what happened to them last night. Stephen is just kind of in shock. 
he's not saying anything. He's not a very talkative person as it is, but he, like now he's just freaking out a little bit. And um, one of the and the the random passenger who wasn't a part of the school trip, he's a little older, maybe in his thirties, early forties. He takes charge. He's immediately like, "We're gonna, I'm gonna save these kids." And so they start doing all the things that you would see in an island survival movie. You know, they're trying to find water and food and they're trying to figure out how to send an SOS so you know very like the show Lost or um you know uh what's the Tom Hanks movie Castaway Castaway, Castaway stuff Lord of the Flies is kind of what I based a lot of it on Steven still hasn't spoken since it happened and um uh we basically we get to the part where they're they're kind of walking through the island and they're trying to find help the mindset is this whole island can't be abandoned Surely there's people on this island. We'll go find them and find help. So they're kind of hiking through this like uh, foresty area, rainforesty looking area. And uh, as they're going, Sean kind of stumbles over this like wooden uh, sign. And he picks it up and the sign kind of falls apart. But he sees where the sign says, Isla Nablar. Isla Nablar. And he's like, what? Where have I heard that before? Island of Blar, Island of Blar, and um, and then he, and then he hears, "I found a building." Someone in the group sees a building. They run over and they're looking down from this kind of like hill down in this valley area, and they see a bird's eye view of this giant uh, collection of buildings, all surrounded by a big fence, and it's all deteriorated. It's obviously old, 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 fifty years plus yeah. old. And he's looking at it and he's like, Island Nabar. Island Nabar. And then and the group is kind of like running down this embankment to go down. They found buildings. They're, they're gonna be fine. He's like, Island Nabar. And they get down to the bottom, kind of walk into the gates, and there's a big sign that says, Welcome to Jurassic Park. Yeah. And they're like, oh <laughs> no. Uh, so my movie is called Jurassic Island. Okay. It's set 50 plus 80, 100 years after the events of the first Jurassic Park. Yeah. I don't really take Jurassic World into effect. Sure. I just kind of yeah. said, nah. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, 50 years after 1978. Wait, no, it came out in the 90s. Yeah, 97, yeah. I think. Yeah. 95. No, 93. <laughs> Let's just keep going down. I think it was 93, yeah. though. Yeah. Uh, 30, 40 years? Yeah, that, that's doable. That's yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, and it's kind of like the thing, like, you learn about Jurassic Park in school, and they're just like, yeah, it was a big mess. Yeah, this is what not to do, kids. Yeah, scientists are forbidden from doing this now. Like, it's a big, like, it's one of those things, like, you remember being in history class and you would learn about something, you're like, how are they allowed to do that? That's that's this generation's Titanic. <laughs> yeah, it's like what in the world? so it's just like it's a tragedy that they learn about in schools, but like yeah. it's not. It's like the Bermuda Triangle. You're not always yeah. thinking about it. And uh, they crashed on the island Nubar, which is the island from the original Jurassic Park. Um, that's where their plane crashed, and so now they're stuck on this island that was abandoned after the events of the first three Jurassic Park movies. And there's dinosaurs on this island. Um. And so the rest of the movie sees the six survivors trying to not only survive the dinosaurs that are still living on the island, but they're trying to find a way to contact help to get off the island to get back home. Mm -hmm. So it's a mix of a horror slasher with the dinosaurs, but also kind of a 
deserted island yeah. survival. Um, the older survivors, so when they, they find this building, they're going through the building and they're like, surely they got a radio or something. Uh, the guy that was kind of in charge that wasn't a part of the school trip dies practically immediately. <laughs> like he gets eaten by a dinosaur oh, so man. fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Steven and Chelsea are the ones that kind of step up and start leading the group. They're dying off one by one, like in a horror movie. They're getting picked off from dinosaurs. The, basically, the plot points are like, uh, there's this. Oh, we got to find a radio. We got to do this. We got to, but it keeps getting foiled. People keep killing by, get killed by dinosaurs. Finally, it's just the two of them. It's just Steven and Chelsea. And the midpoint is um, there's a giant phone tower a radio tower that they've, they found the schematics for in the building. They're like, if we can go here, we can contact help. Um, the only issue is as they get there, and of course there's some relationship building and, and character stuff on the, the journey there. They get there and that's where the T-Rex lives. <laughs> the big giant T-Rex yeah. lives at this tower. <laughs> and so now they have to fight off the T-Rex uh, and contact help. But during this fight, the T-Rex destroys the tower. So now all is lost. This is the lowest point of the movie. And Steven, who's already not the most positive person, is just like, there's no way off this island, Chelsea. Like, this is it. She's like, no, someone's going to come for us. They know that the plane crashed. And he's like, yeah, someone is going to come for us. A dinosaur. We're not going to make it. And um, they find, like, this little cave... And it's like, it's high up. They think they're like, all right, yeah, we're safe from the dinosaurs. We can sleep here tonight. Stephen goes to sleep. And then he's woken up in the middle of the night by the sound of screaming. A dinosaur had found them, like a small, tiny one had found them and was just tearing Chelsea to shreds right beside him while he was asleep. He freaks out. He starts sprinting off into the jungle by himself. It's the middle of the night. It's so dark. He can't see anything. He's just stumbling around. It's starting to rain. It's like this is the most terrifying moment in the movie. You can't see anything. Like everything's super underexposed. Like us as the audience can't see anything. He can't see anything. Um, And then as he's running, the ground kind of gives out under him and he falls. And he falls a, like a good bit down this embankment. And when he lands, he looks up and he's in a well-lit, beautiful paradise. Huh. And he's like, am I dead? <laughs> but then he looks around and he sees a dodo bird running around. And, and he sees a bronchosaurus, like the big bronchosaurus. And it's this giant um, habitat. And it was created... For Jurassic Park, it was like it was supposed to be self-sustaining. It was going to be like uh, it was going to be a part of their experience. Every, all of them were vegetarians. None of yeah. them could, were going to kill each other. The lights were ran by the waterfall that does it, that worked on its own. Um, and it was like it was supposed to be like a sanctuary that people could go and visit, and you didn't have to worry about fences or anything like that because everything was safe. Um, but of course, when it got abandoned, it kind of got covered up, and then like. Mm-hmm. But it was self-sustaining, so it, it still was beautiful. And, and he's looking around. He's just sitting in the grass, and, he, and he's taking it all in, and he realizes he's found the only safe place on this island, and he's safe. 
And he's just sitting there. And he just starts sobbing. And that is the end of the movie. That's the end of the man. Um, and I wanted that to be the ending because this would set up the sequel where somebody else gets stuck on the island yeah. and they meet him. And he's been there his whole life. He was a college student. Yeah. But then he would be cool. like in his yeah. 50s. I like that a lot. My other thought was it could be a point where he's he's fallen into this safe sanctuary that's just been kept running independently on its own for so many years. But now he's created a hole. And oh, so and all the meat-eating dinosaurs can get in. come in. <laughs> and it becomes all-out war. Oh, man, that would be crazy, yeah. I would even, yeah, you would end with him sobbing, and that's the completion of his character arc. And then sequel bait, a T-Rex starts coming in, oh, and you then did, you look, cut on the raw. You don't even see the whole T-Rex enter. You just see the T-Rex's eye in the yeah. hole in the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the other peaceful animals are like, WTF, bro? What you? <laughs> He's like, hey, we had a good thing going. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it. I definitely did it backwards because I was just like, I'm obsessed with the sequel story. Yeah. The idea that he's lived his entire life on this island. Uh -huh. He knows everything about it, and he gets to be kind of the wise man that saves these future people. But I was yeah. like, this sets up that. Yeah, you really do. You have a good trilogy set up. And even like, even if you are more interested in the next movie, like yeah. this, is still, this is still a great movie in and of itself. It has the... The classic horror elements of, oh, there's a dinosaur on the loose. We got to run away from them. Yeah. And, and I, I think I just need to nail down some better plot points. Um, yeah. I, li I like the character beats, though. I do. And even, man, having them going on a mission trip at the beginning, that, man, that does it for me. <laughs> you, got so many, you got so many jokes you could do, not only during that first part, but throughout the whole, the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. man. Um, I was really inspired by, we finished pretty early today, so I'm going to keep talking. Sure. Um, I was really inspired by the way that the Planet of the Apes reboot trilogy worked. Yeah. Where I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the original Planet of the Apes movie. Mm -hmm. uh, and I love how the, the new trilogy was just telling the story of what happened on Earth yeah. while the, the main character in the original was in space. And I always thought that was a really cool way to do a reboot. Is like, yeah, that's all canon. Just tell a different time. Yeah, 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 exactly. I like both of our films. We will, we were able to skirt past just the hey, we're building another park again. <laughs> yeah. And, oh no! Look at oh man, the dinosaur. Who would have guessed? <laughs> there's a great, there's a great Twitter account. I think it's called like Jurassic Park updates or something. Yes, it's just, yes. It's just tweets like, "Oops, they got out again." <laughs> like, the the Tyrannosaurus just ate Jimmy's head yeah. or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think both of both of ours uh, does a good job of like. Especially yours, because it's such a like that's what would happen yeah, if dinosaurs were real. Some redneck would try to make money off of having it at his trailer park. Like that's just that's yeah. how it would happen. Yeah, and then you also you get to mix in. It's also the the deserted island movie along with the the dinosaur <laughs> horror. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think what it comes to mind too is like if something like that happened they would just leave it. They wouldn't go in and try to get all the dinosaurs or whatever. It would literally just be like, no one go to that island yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
Man, honestly, I feel I feel like Universal could make both of ours. I think yours would be I mean, a good tentpole blockbuster, and mine could be the the Predator, whatever. We're putting this on Hulu and the Hulu streaming yeah. service. Let's do it, man. man. Hey, call us up, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I named Spielberg. I named my main character Steven because I was like oh, Steven Spielberg. Nice. I'll we'll, we'll, I'll spell it differently. Okay. P H Steven. P H. Guys, this has been a fun uh, episode of Rival Pitches. Yeah, yeah. I never thought I would come up with a Jurassic Park idea. I liked because again, I was like, man, just leave it, leave it alone. Just yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. It is fun to to think about um, to come up with ideas when you don't really want to. Yeah, yeah. Is really I fun. Do, there, there is a good value in that. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I. I wouldn't even like people really love Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even consider it like in my favorite movies list. Yeah. Uh, I think I would put Indiana Jones way before like Jurassic Park. Yeah. I think yeah, out of the Spielberg movies, Indiana Jones is probably I like Indiana Jones. I love the third Indiana Jones. Is that okay. the one with Shia LaBeouf, or is that the fourth one? No, that's the fourth one. The okay. third is the one with his dad, Sean Connery. Dude, I'm I've been wanting to rewatch the Indiana Jones yeah. movies because I haven't seen them since I was in like high school, middle school, maybe. I love those movies. I like the Shia LaBeouf one. I I haven't seen it since the first time I saw it in theaters when it came out. So. How old were you when it came out? How old was I? I must have been maybe fourteen, thirteen. I, say, I can look it up. They're making another one. Yeah. I keep on thinking it's not real, and then like a cast photo will come out, and like, well, I guess that's still happening. Mads Mikkelsen, Phoebe Waller, uh, yeah, good cast. Yeah, you think they're gonna pass the torch to a new Indiana Jones, or is it just Harrison Ford's gonna? I mean, he's gonna die in it because he I loves mean, yeah. killing himself. <laughs> that's that's the only thing I think is gonna happen. I wonder if they're gonna like try to. Because, of course, a lot of people now are like, old Indiana Jones, a little problematic or whatever. So I wonder if they're going to try to address that or just be like, no, nah, we're ignoring all that. We're just having fun. I think probably the best way is just to ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. Because It's you- like, I don't I don't know what they're going to do with this Willy Wonka movie. Like, how are you going to explain, yeah, how I enslaved an entire race of people to work in my candy factory? How do you make that PC? <laughs> I actually, I watched uh, like a little mini documentary about... Uh, the making of the first Willy, the the movie Willy Wonka yeah. and the Chocolate Factory, and when the book came out, it was a big deal mm-hmm. because in the book the Oompa Loompas are not orange. Nope, nope. <laughs> I'll let you guess what color their skin was, um, and so they changed it for the first movie, and it was like it was a problem. Like people were mm-hmm. like, "Oh, this isn't okay." Uh-huh. And then when the Johnny Depp Charlie and the Chocolate Factory came out, um. They followed the same story as the book, which is he went to the island and asked yeah. the people to help, but they just they made it a little bit more like not slavery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why as as lucrative and as fun as it could be to adapt older things, at some point you just gotta make new things. Things I'm, are going to stop holding up. I was thinking about that today when I was watching Jurassic Park. And I was like, why not just make a new dinosaur movie? Yeah. But I guess it's that intellectual property money, man. Yeah. yeah. Like Indiana Jones. Instead of rebooting Indiana Jones, make a new really cool adventurer. 
I mean, we're in no room to talk because the listener asked us to make a new dinosaur thing and we just did Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, we did Jurassic Park for the clicks, yeah, for essentially. The, well, okay, this, this is my whole philosophy behind written by. To me, written by is my answer to the internet because the way to succeed on the internet in the 21st century is to constantly, consistently be putting out things. But as yeah. a filmmaker, you really want to put out one thing every two years. So like, yeah. this is the outlet I have where it's like, okay, here, I'll make this little thing for you every week. And in return, you'll give me an audience that I could promote by once every two years. Absolutely. Yeah. And also it's a, it's a fun outlet to do things that you would never devote a ton of time to yeah. like a Jurassic park movie. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been Written by Written by Podcast. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Written by Pod. Email us suggestions for rival pitches or for the bowl at Written by Podcast. Written by Podcast at gmail.com. I messed up the at. Um, hey, send us fan mail. We got our first fan mail this week. We got our first, well, fan art. Fan art. We sorry. got our first fan art. Yeah. So excited about it. I was low key waiting. For a long time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this show is set up perfectly for fan art. I want someone to draw something for one of the phone and, uh, and someone did. Hold on. Let me uh let me get her name. This was weeks and weeks ago by the time you're listening yeah, to this. Yeah, I've already talked about it in an outro, but we're but we're gonna <laughs> talk about it, it up again. again. Yeah. It's cool. Um Jessica Ferrante uh made a really dope picture of what she thought the tooth fairy looks like in our tooth fairy episode yeah our I think creepy, she nailed it. evil tooth fairy. yeah it honestly it was kind of what i was imagining when we were coming up with that idea yeah and it's got like the cloud of smoke behind it she's holding a little bloody tooth oh yeah perfect. So and she's kind of hot <laughs> <laughs> i was like yo she could have my teeth man <laughs> <laughs> Chase sipping for the creepy tooth. Hey man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Rip By. Here's our minute pitches. So if I was gonna make a Jurassic Park sequel, I wouldn't do what Jurassic World did, which is just, oh, we built another park and oops, we did it again. So what I would do, our film would take place in the deep south with four high school friends spending their last summer before college together. They go out to a really remote spot in the middle of nowhere, country woods, and they come across a really sketchy redneck zoo held together by chain link fence and duct tape in the same vein as Tiger King and it's run by a really eccentric redneck they go up to the dude it's like hey we talked on the phone before where there's people he's like oh come out back and he has in a secret location a raptor a dinosaur and they're chilling with it but then there's a strange dinosaur call and it goes rabid and all of a sudden there's a dinosaur loose and so it's essentially like a slasher movie where they're in the woods trying not to be eaten by this dinosaur and we'd call it like jurassic trailer park or something if i'm rebooting the jurassic park franchise i'm gonna do it my way i'm making a really 90 minute short horror slasher film where a bunch of college students going on a mission trip end up stranded on a mysterious deserted island that mysterious deserted island the same island where the original jurassic park was held and there's some problems with this because 
there's dinosaurs there. And so there's just like six students and they're getting picked off one by one, Mike Myers style, but by dinosaurs. Eventually, it ends with our main character, Steven, named after Spielberg, ending up in this like habitat sanctuary area with all peaceful dinosaurs. And it, I really just made this whole thing to set up a second movie where he helps a whole new group of people because he's been stranded on the Jurassic Park Island by himself for 50 years. I think that's interesting. And if you don't, suck it. <laughs> and that does it for this week. And now it is up to you, the listener, to decide which pitch you liked the best. Did you like my Jurassic Trailer Park pitch? Did you like Chase's Jurassic Park pitch? let us know you could go to at written by pod on instagram to vote for your favorite you're gonna go to our post from today monday september 12th it has the same graphic as what you see in the podcast player and in the comments let us know which one you're voting for roberts or chases and just a reminder at the end of the season we'll be tallying up all the winners of all the rival pitch episodes and whoever wins the most will get a special prize that we haven't decided yet so make sure to vote for your favorite pitch the winner for last viral pitch episode the buddy cop episode was chase so that's another one chase has won who will win at the end of the season it's up to you to decide so head on over to the instagram at written by pod if you aren't following that instagram give it a follow that's the best place to keep up to date with what we're doing here on the podcast also, our email is writtenbypodcast at gmail.com. If you have an idea for another Rival Pitch episode, like a movie franchise or a character or a genre you would like us to pitch a feature film on, you could email those suggestions to writtenbypodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you have an idea for a story topic that goes into our bowl that we draw from at the beginning of the From the Bowl episodes, you could also send that to the email writtenbypodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, that's it for this week. I'm Robert. Chase is the co-host. You can follow me at Robert, two underscores Isaac, and Chase at Chase Bridges, two underscores on Instagram, on Twitter, everywhere. Also, follow our Twitter page. We're on Twitter now, at WrittenByPod on Twitter. It's going down there. Anyway, guys, we'll see you next week.